The season finally got started on Sunday and while the result wasn't what the Bears wanted, there were plenty of positives to take. We'll dig into them in this episode. This is the official Coventry Bears podcast. This is Ben Assistis. <laughs> Yes, welcome to Bear Necessities, your official Coventry Bears podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube and at CoventryBears.com. I'm one of your hosts, Dave Musson, and joining me as always is former Bears fullback, Craig Cathcart. Craig, how are you doing? Yes, I'm good, mate. I'm good. Uh, enjoyed the game on Sunday, regardless of the of the result. Uh, it was good to have uh, Rugby League back here in Coventry and uh, you know I thoroughly enjoyed watching the game mm, definitely so um, on this week's show we will pick the bones from Sunday's 28-8 defeat at home to Newcastle Thunder including hearing from Bears director of rugby Alan Robinson and going through our quick fire match analysis and we'll also play out the show with the first of our featured local musical artists which was also played in the stadium on Sunday so let's start with Sunday's game the Bears started cold and were caught out in the first play of the match and again before 10 minutes were up um, those tries giving Thunder a 10-0 lead however from that point the Bears got a grip in the game and really sort of nullified the visitors for long periods unfortunately for the Bears Thunder were able to cross the line twice more in the space of five minutes around the half hour mark which stretched that lead to 18-0 but the Bears did finally notch a try of their own right on half time after a set of really high intensity rugby they shifted the ball out to the right edge and Reese Rance touched down in the corner taking the half time score to 18-4 the Bears started the second half very well and scored a second try nine minutes into it fullback Nathan Hill taking the ball on a fantastic angle and jinking through the defensive line to score in the left corner to make it 18-8 but unfortunately that was as close as the Bears got five minutes after that try Thunder all but sealed the game with their fifth try of the match before adding a sixth in the final minute to make the score a somewhat flattering 28-8 to Thunder who of course are one of the promotion favourites we'll dig into our analysis in a moment but first let's hear from Bears director of rugby Alan Robinson who I caught up with right after the game so, Alan, we've finally got the season underway. Obviously not the result we would have been hoping for, but what did you make of the performance? It seemed like there were some, some good parts in there. Yeah, I thought for portions of the game we were really competitive. Um, they got an early start, which wasn't, a, which wasn't great, and then we were always sort of chasing a little bit. Um, we lapped some concentration and let in some sort of cheap tries, really, that, that you know we, we shouldn't have, but... There's a lot of positives to take from it today and um, a lot of good performances. And I think if we, you know, we can keep everyone fit and healthy and together, you know, 100% we're, we're going to be getting some, uh, we'll get some wins under our belts. And those, those lapses in concentration and those little bits of, of perhaps mistiming and, and things like that, how much of that do you think is down to the fact that you've been sat kicking your heels for so long to actually get the season going? Because it's been a while since you played. I think that's quite a fair assumption you know we played three three weeks ago now and it is hard you want to be playing week in week out you want to get into that grind and you want to get into those arm wrestles with teams and you know we conceded sort of 10 really easy points in the first sort of uh, 20 minutes and that wasn't us you know we were disappointed with that and uh, 
that meant we were chasing things a little bit. But second half, we came back out. I thought we were really competitive. It was just, again, towards the end, a couple of little lapses of concentration that, you know, if we fix that up, um, you know, we, we can, we'll start to frustrate teams and we'll start to put more pressure on them. And, 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 uh, and I think we'll be able to, you know, again, we'll be able to get more positive things out of it. And who stood out for you in a Bears shirt today? Because obviously, first home game of the season, there's still a few new faces for fans to get used to and a few dual reg players in today. Did anyone in particular catch your eye? Uh, I thought Liam Wellen was outstanding. Um, his his experience as well, you know, uh, just having him around the club and having him in the changing room, he's, he says the right things. He, he brings that experience, which is great. And, you know, um, some of our younger guys, I thought, did, I thought Will Budd did quite well when he came on. He was a handful, you know. He did a lot of work, and he's fit for a big lad. Um, Chris Cullimore was was again. I thought it a really, really good game. Um, got us going forward, and um, his defence was also outstanding. And you know, a couple of really good individual performances. Um, but we've just got to be a bit more collective, and uh, and that that'll come now. We get into the grind, uh, and uh, you know, and get stuck into it week in, week out. And a lot has been talked about the the pitch here at the Butts and how it, it you know hopefully will suit some of your your faster players. And there were moments in that match, you know, a break from Hayden in the second half and a couple of other breaks where you could really see that the Flyers in this team are going to have fun on this pitch over the course of the season. Is it about finding a balance between knowing when to play wide? Is it about earning the right to play wide, keeping it tight in the middle? How how do you see that the Bears shaping up on this this pitch this season? I mean, there's no doubt the pitch is a, an opportunity to be able to play an expensive game. But on the other hand, you know, you, your players have to be, you have to do the basics well first. And for me, it's about earning the right. You know, you've got to earn the right to be able to throw the ball around. And it's about getting that yardage, getting to the right areas of the field. You know, um, I thought we, were, we could have done that better today. Um, we did penetrate at times when we did have momentum with the ball you know we were really dangerous and I just think you know if we get a bit more confidence in that and back ourselves a bit better you know I think we can penetrate teams um, you know obviously Newcastle are a very pacey team very skillful team um, and uh, they're, got, they're gonna throw the ball around um, but there'll be times when you know really the bottom line for us is that we wanna we wanna build we wanna get everyone to, the, to a good baseline we want to lay the platform. Um, it's a long season, um, and it, it's great to score great tries. No, you know, don't get me wrong, but you know, we really want to be able to earn the right and uh, and 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 perform every game and make coming here difficult for teams. And just a word on next week. I mean, obviously, it doesn't get any easier. Long trip up to to Barrow and a, and a tough game in prospect against a side that got relegated from championship last season um, what what do you take from, from today going into next week and what do you expect from next week as a, as a challenge um, you know a long a, a long way to go and a hard place to go up in Barrow um, you know they've always got a, a tough side and, and um, you know big forwards and <laughs> And, and, and skill in every department, you know, they're coming down from the championship and um, we're under no illusions again, you know, it's going to be very, very tough for us. Um, but, you know, we've got to focus on ourselves, we've got to take the positives from today and we've got to move things forward and and and, and have a crack and that's, that's what it's all about. Great. Thanks as always, Alan. Thank you. 
A huge thanks to Alan for talking to us after the game. So it's time for our own analysis. Now, don't forget, this season we're picking a number of talking points for each match and spending no more than three minutes on them. And I will set a timer and an alarm goes off if we get to three minutes. So for this game, for the game against Thunder, our talking points are the fact that there was plenty of promising stuff and the Bears match Thunder for large parts of the game. Number two, the the impact of the lack of match sharpness and match fitness and what effect it had on the game. Number three, the fact that when the Bears clicked, they looked really good. Number four, we're going to talk a little bit about what we think about Thunder coach Liam Finnegan's post-match comments. And number five, we'll go through our standout players. So I think, Craig, you can kick us off. And the fact that there was plenty of promising stuff and the fact that the Bears did match Thunder for large parts of the game. So I'm going to start the timer and you can go. Yeah, um, I think uh, the first 10 minutes, uh, I was a little bit concerned. The Bears seemed to be caught cold. Um I think that was down to ring rustiness. It was nearly a month since we last played a game. Um, but once they got going, um, they they really did more than match much thunder. Um, I mean, it went, uh, there was a good period of about 15 minutes um, in the first half where it was just set for set and, and thunder weren't particularly making any more yards than the Bears were in their sets. The Bears completed a number of sets, did well, got it into touch, got it into the corner put pressure on on thunder um and and really it did look um like bears could get back into the game at, at that point um it was disappointing the bears conceded a couple more tries um which stretched thunder's lead um i, I kind of felt that they needed to score um to hit back when it was 10-0 to thunder to to give themselves a chance in the game 18-0 down there was a bit too much to do but um, in the second half as well, the first 20 minutes in the second half, um, the Bears were excellent. Um, could have possibly got another try um, and, and made it even closer. Um, Thunder kind of scored when they needed to score. and um, But absolutely, it was, um, it was a very, very good Bears performance uh, at times. Mistakes, let them down a couple of times and that, and that was it really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think I've got loads more to add on that. I think for for the parts of the game when the Bears were the most competitive they looked good defensively they looked very organised in the middle they didn't shirk from any of the physical battles that Thunder posed and I think you and I were talking immediately after the match as well we both sort of commented that we had to keep reminding ourselves that QLT was playing for Thunder because he's the kind of player that at this level you'd expect to just see lighting up any game and I can't even remember him touching the ball. I certainly can't remember him doing anything influential on the match. So for the Bears to, to nullify that threat was really positive. And um, yeah, I mean, we're very good at finding the positives on this podcast. Um, and obviously the first 10 minutes weren't great and the, and the little bit of switching off at times at, at crucial times that cost them points. But it was the first game of the season and I think there was there was plenty of good stuff to take from it particularly bearing in mind that Thunder are going to be right up there at the end of the season they're one of the favourites for promotion I mean they've got a plan to win Super League in 10 years so they don't want to be sticking around in League 1 for, for too much longer um, so yeah I think there are plenty of positives to take and we've got 15 seconds to spare so that's good um, so I guess it kind of plays into part 2 what we wanted to talk about was um the, the lack of match fitness and the lack of match sharpness and how much that played a part. So I'll set the timer going and I'll kick us off on this one. I mean, as you mentioned, Craig, it's been almost a month since the last game and we had this a bit last season as well, where the start of the year was really disjointed because of factors completely out of the Bears' control. Um, 
but you could really tell, particularly in those first 10 minutes, that Thunder have been playing competitive rugby league for the last few weeks where the Bears have been sat kicking their heels and not really doing much. And you can do all of the the exercises in training, all of the fitness work, all of the um, sort of planning out shapes and, and set moves and stuff. But without that competitive edge to actually test yourself against, it's never going to click quite as well as you will hope it to. Um, and it, it really did. You really did look like the Bears were were being caught cold early on, and they really were suffering from having not played for a few weeks. And it's it's just frustrating that, again, that's that sort of slightly bewildering setup to the start of the season, even before a ball was a ball was uh, kicked and a, a and a man was tackled. You know, it looked like it was going to be. It was a bit of a strange way to start the season, and all of those factors have, have basically played in and, and just affected how the Bears have been able to start the year, which is just a bit of a shame, really, because, you know, you take out those 10 points from the first 10 minutes and you take off potentially the, the final try because the Bears were were just starting to flag a little bit in the last 10 minutes. That's 14 points that, that Thunder got fairly easily. Take those off and the scoreline, I think, is a much fairer reflection of the game. But um, what about you, Craig? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, we've mentioned it before, haven't we? Uh, the scheduling in, in League One is pretty awful. I think it's damaging um, for teams. It's damaging for momentum. Um, a lot of teams have had their, you know, had their pre-season games in January and then they're, they're having to wait six to eight weeks to, to play a league game. Um, you know, fair enough if you get a, a nice draw in the Challenge Cup and you get through to the next round and you get another you know, another match, but, you know, the Bears got a tough draw, unfortunately went out, went out of the Challenge Cup, which has meant that they've been due to postponements and, and other issues sitting around for a month waiting for a further game. So, um, you know, you could, yeah, you could tell Thunder have played a couple more competitive games than us. Um, that doesn't mean that the Bears could, could switch off early on in the game. I think there was, there was a little bit of that, but it, it it's that sort of, um, getting prepared and getting ready for a match. Um, it's intensity, isn't it? That They've not had that intensity for the last few weeks. You know, and, and you can do everything you, you want in training, but when, you know, particularly the, the, the Thunder second row, um, Adam Lawton, six for eight runs at you when you haven't played rugby for, for a month, then, you know, you, you, you know, that's basically how they scored early on. They, they... Yep, that's it. Yeah, not much, not not much more to say than that. But um, you know, I think um, hopefully the Bears can get a bit of momentum now. I think looking at the schedule, unfortunately, there will be periods where there's nearly a mo- month or more between home games. But um, I'm confident anyway that the Bears, once they get into their their groove, that they'll be they'll be doing pretty well. Yeah. And talking of getting into their groove, that brings us on to point three, which I think I think you should start, Craig. The fact that on Sunday, those periods where, particularly in attack, where the Bears clicked, they looked really good, didn't they? They looked really threatening. So, um, yeah, just, just, I mean, Nathan Hill's try, for example, was a, was a perfect example of that. So let's start the timer and get into this. Um, so, yeah, we like I say, in attack, when it went right, I thought the Bears looked excellent. I don't, I don't know what you thought on Sunday, Craig. Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, I should start. I mean, we've mentioned it already defensively. I thought we looked excellent. And, um, you know, that we, we matched them up front. I, I think there was very a couple of missed tackles in the game. But overall, defensively, um, really nullified 
um, th- the threat from thunder. Um, going forward, I think there are, there there are it looked like the Bears were in the in early season in that sometimes the timings weren't quite right. Sometimes players weren't quite making the runs that that the others were anticipating, and of course there was also uh, you know some dual reg players in there as well. So there was there was still a sense for me anyway that players were getting used to each other however as you said when things did click when things um were going right um the back three in particular were, were excellent um they started to have more of an influence in the game as it went on nathan hill made some great little runs uh, and scored a brilliant try um you know there was a couple of breaks out wide as well and i think we've we've definitely got a real threat going forward um we didn't really probably see enough of it on on, on the weekend but uh, I, again i'm really confident that once those guys start to click and once once again to their groove i think we'll be a threat for anyone mm, and i think a threat particularly on that butts park arena pitch as well i mean the, yeah. we talked about the pitch on this season already but you know when when reese rance and and hayden and nathan hill were making breaks you could see that they're going to really tear it up on that track because it's such a fast pitch and it really is well suited to the bears back three and i think there was there was lots of signs as well that we, I talked about it with Alan after the game, but um, there were times when the wrong decision was made and perhaps a, a pass was forced and a bit rushed when it didn't need to be. But there were also times when the Bears showed that they knew they had to keep it in the middle, keep it tight for a few for a few tackles and then earn the right to go wide with it and earn the right to, to exploit some space and try and be a bit more expansive. And again, it comes back to, to the previous point, lack of match fitness. You know, a couple more games at, at this intensity and the Bears will just it'll be a much slicker operation and they'll know when to go tight and they'll know when to spin it wide and stretch their legs a bit so yeah and I think I, I think that try from Nathan Hill is I know it's I know it's very early in this season but it's it's one of the best tries I can remember seeing in the last couple of years of watching the the Bears you yeah. know the, the fact that they were patient that it came from them winning the ball back in the tackle anyway and they were patient with the first couple of tackles in the set and then the angle that Nathan Hill hit the ball at and and the speed that he, he showed to finish was just really really positive so yes I'm very excited about the potential in the Bears back line this season and that's one second to spare perfect better than James yeah. Bond um so <laughs> Point four. Um, so this is where we're gonna we're gonna touch on the post match comments from Thunder coach Liam Finnegan that were shared to the Thunder social media account. And we should say this isn't this isn't necessarily well this isn't in any way to have a dig at them. I think we both found them to be interesting comments, and they open up wider um, thoughts about how how opposition coaches tend to talk about the Bears in general. So this is more just being used as a starting point rather than wanting to have a dig. But before I start with timer, let me just read the comments that were posted on the, the Thunder social media from their from their head coach. So um, the comments were, happy to get the win, especially after losing two players during the game to injuries. We had people playing all different positions, so at times we were disjointed and the conditions played a part, but we showed good character to get the two points. So I'm going to start with timer now. Craig, I know you suggested this as a talking point, so I want to let you have most of the say on this. The thing that struck me, really, aside from what we're going to talk about, is the conditions. It was a really nice day on Sunday. I don't, don't remember. <laughs> I find that a strange one. But uh, I know you've, you've got some more thoughts on this, so sort of over to you, really. Yeah, I think, um, and I think we've mentioned it on the podcast before, but when the Bears play well, when they put in a good performance, you know, they might not win, or even when they do win, um, they get very little credit for it from the opposition. 
Um, there's very few coaches out there that will say, well done to the Bears. Um, you know, they put in a very good performance. Um, I think I recall once last year, um, I think the Oldham coach after when we played them away, um, and it was a relatively close-ish game, um, afterwards said that, you know, the Bears had, had really impressed him. But we we very, very rarely get that from, from opposite coaches. I mean... Um, I think John, John Keir said it twice the year Bradford was in League One, but yeah. Yeah, you know, and... and you know, I don't really see what the issue is. I mean, it's um, if if we want to build, um, you know, something in the Midlands and 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 give expansion clubs um, an opportunity to thrive, then we need to be positive across the whole of the game about about the performances that are being put in. Um, for me, it looked like uh, I, I didn't feel that excuses were needed, um, and you know, it's. I think. A lot of opposition coaches, if they if they don't put fifty or sixty past the Bears, then they think, oh well, I better better think up some excuses as to why we didn't get a massive win. Uh, when when you know whatever happened to just saying, well done to the opposition, they played really well, they made it difficult for us. Um, you know, I was I was impressed with them, and and we did well to get the win. Um, you know, Bears can only dream of the resources that that Newcastle have, so. You know, I, th- I think um, not many would have been anticipating uh, the Bears to run Newcastle so close, um, particularly, um, you know, with them being one of the favourites to win the league. So um, I think it would have been nice just to to acknowledge that in, in the post-match comments, regardless of what he thought of his own team's performance. Yeah, and we've seen as well, like, you have to be careful what you say because it can backfire. I mean, the last game of the 2018 season when Hunslet's coach was talking about putting 20 or 30 points on the Bears and the Bears turned them over, you know, it's it yeah. it, it can go both ways, can't it? But I, I agree with you. I think it's it would be it, what we've talked about in terms of the positives from the Bears' point of view. It, it would be nice if, if that gets reflected more in in some of the, uh, the comments from opposition coaches at time. But um, hey-ho. Fingers crossed it might change in the future. So three three seconds left on that one, so we're, we're doing well on the analysis here. So um, point five is our final talking point, and this is where we just go through our standout players. Um, so I will kick this off, and apologies if I uh, duplicate any of yours, um, Craig, but uh, let me just start the timer. So I think for me, I thought we've already mentioned that the back three were all excellent. I thought, obviously, Reese and Nathan bagging tries each, that's, that's really good for them to start the season on such a positive note and I thought Hayden was good when he got the ball in attack and he was excellent in defence throughout I think other ones that caught my eye um, Liam Wellham James Thornton both uh, both I thought had good games and I was really pleased to see Ben Gray get some time back on the pitch because it feels like a long time since we've seen him have a, a, a decent run out on the pitch and hopefully he is back to fitness and, um, and can affect the team a bit more this season because certainly in 2018 he was a very very key member of that squad and had had a lot of good moments um how about you craig who were your standout players yeah again um the back three were were excellent um nathan hill was a constant threat but he also mopped up a lot of stuff that was um you know there was a lot of high balls kicked to him he had he was running backwards to pick up pick up balls and make, make something out of it. He, he did really, really well and, and took his try excellently. Reese Rance uh, was brilliant. That worked really hard. Made an amazing try-saving tackle out of nowhere. Um, I think Thunder had broken the line and thought they were through and, and he just came out and, and stopped, stopped them short of the line and, and actually did save a try. 
Um, Hayden Freeman again, excellent. Um, you know, he made a, a great break. It was disappointing that he couldn't, didn't quite have the legs to, to run the full length, but um, he, he was really, really good. Um, I think Liam Wellham, yeah, he worked really, really, really hard um, in attack and defence. I thought he was brilliant. He's so hard to tackle. Um, the opposition find it really difficult to, to, to keep tabs on him. Um, I thought Brad Clavering was excellent as well, really marshalling everyone, um, putting a big shift in, um, you know, never went backwards. Um, another standout as well, Peter Ryan for me, um, you know, he never, ever goes backwards. He's not a player who's going to break the line and, and, and score lots of tries, but he puts in the hard yards and, you know, he hits the ball low and hard and, and plays it quickly. And, and he he was excellent and, a, and, and good defensively as well. So, uh, you know, there was a number of other players. I don't think anyone in the, in the lineup had a poor performance. But for, for me, anyway, those, those are the ones that stood out. Oh, yeah, also um, Punchard as well, who, who was one of the dual reg players. I thought he was brilliant. Um, a real terror in defence. You know, he's not a big lad, but he was putting in, I think there was one set where he, he made every single tackle in the five. So, um, you know, I thought he was brilliant and, and hopefully we'll we'll see more of him in a Bears shirt. Excellent. Great. Ten seconds left. That's our analysis done. And uh, that is very close to being done for this week's show. A couple of things to mention before we go, though. Obviously, this Sunday, the Bears head off on the long journey north to face Barrow Raiders. And we'll have the story of that game next week. Um I don't feel there's much need to go into a massive preview here, Craig, other than to say that's going to be a tough one, isn't it? Yeah, I think uh, they've already won. Uh, they won last week to beat Doncaster away, and a, a lot of people had fancied Doncaster with some of the signings they've made. Um, Barrow have dropped down from the championship, and they've retained quite a large number of players from there. So um, I think they're going to be tough. They've they've always been very very tough to play at home, and uh, and that's where they picked up most of their wins when they were in the in the championship. Um, they had some big wins there. Um, they've got some you know a really big pack, and they've they've got a lot of very skillful players as well in the backs to 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 back that up. So yeah, it's it's going to be a tough one. Um, but actually, we've we've gone up to Cumbria a few times and and put in surprising performances and, and got surprising results up there so so you never know um it's good to get these games uh, game like this out of the way early on in the season you don't want to be traveling up there probably in, you know in your second or second last game or something um you know you want to be doing it early and, and getting the experience of it and uh you know i'm, I'm sure we'll go toe-to-toe with them and give them a real good game yeah good stuff so before we go then it's time for a brand new feature here on the show where we're um joining the club in showcasing local musical talent so at every home game this season we're going to be playing a couple of songs from local artists um in the stadium and then we're also going to feature those songs here on the podcast and use uh, have a play out with a different one each week so we're kicking off with the song incompatible me by abs winter so a bit more info about abs for you um so she's uh, She's still only a teenager, but she's already carving out quite the reputation for herself. Um, and as you'll hear in the song, she's got an excellent voice and, and pretty good songwriting skills as well. Um, last year was a big year for her. She uh, she won Best New Artist of the Year by Pete Chambers, writing for The Observer. Uh, she performed at the 
Godiva Festival and the Coventry Christmas Light Switch on and she had the single that you're about to hear played on BBC Radio 2 as well as uh, a load of local radios as well so um, if you like what you hear on the song you can check out more about her at abswinterofficial.com and that's abzwinterofficial.com um, but yeah, Greg, it's finally here. We're finally getting to play out with our first bit of, of local music. It's it's an exciting way to, to end the show this week, isn't it? Yeah, it's really exciting. I mean, um, it's great that the club are doing this. I mean, Coventry as well has been a massive sporting city. is is a real hotbed of music. And the, and the local scene, and you know, you have to live in Coventry to, to see it, but the local scene is, is really thriving. I mean, there's a number of live venues. Um, there's lots of great artists across a real wide spectrum of music. Um, we've seen things like um, I think the Empire sold out a gig for for a local on-site band recently. You know, 800 tickets sold. Mm-hmm. Um, I must admit, I hadn't heard of of Abs until until this um, on, until her song was played the other day, and 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 I really like it. And I went on uh, Spotify and noticed she's she's carving out a really good. Uh, career for herself so far and and i would implore everyone to to get on there and, and listen to her songs and and um and, and back her yeah definitely well we can give you a kickstart on that right now because we are going to play out with her song incompatible me um craig thanks as always for your time we'll be chatting next week after the barrow game but for now thanks to you lot for listening and enjoy to play out the show abs winter incompatible me see you next week
daring of us. 